Welcome to Living Wisely, Living Well, timeless wisdom to enrich every day with Asha Nayaswamy, one of the spiritual directors of Ananda Palo Alto and a founding member of Ananda Worldwide. If you enjoy this content and are inspired by the teachings of Paramahansa Yogananda and his disciple Swami Kriyananda, find Asha on YouTube, Facebook, all podcast directories, and her website, ashajoy.org. Living Wisely, Living Well, September 25th. If people treat you condescendingly, don't react. Be polite toward them, but reserved. Let them see that, whatever their opinion of you, they have your respect and goodwill, but not your deference. Never court anyone's good opinion. Defer to wisdom but pay no attention to ignorance. It's a very interesting thing because we balance that against humility, which is that we should be humble, um, you know, humble, unself-important, what does it matter? It was very interesting because Swamiji, let me think exactly how to say this, and I have to always go back to Swamiji because he was my example for all these teachings, and of course he wrote this book. He he never saw any reason, well, he never saw any reason to kowtow to ignorance. If it was wisdom, he would bow to it. And it wouldn't necessarily even be wisdom in the person in front of him, but if it was wisdom to cooperate. If it was, if, for example, um, I believe I mentioned this in an earlier, uh, or an er- on an earlier day, but still it's relevant here. There was this woman who was really a little bit goofy, She had a lot of goofy ideas. She was a nice lady, but she was goofy. There was no other word for it. You know, in the spiritual world, you have deeply serious people, but it also attracts goofy people. It's just what it does. The boundaries are down a little bit, and you can claim a lot of things by intuition, and you can claim, you know, access to worlds that are not obvious to others. And so there are people who really have these powers, and there are people who have some of these powers, and then a lot of creative imagination. And so this was one of those people, very nice lady, but she had a certain amount of power and then a lot of creative imagination. And she uh, wanted an appointment with Swami. I was his appointment secretary at the time. And she wanted to speak to him. And it was a time when he was working and he wasn't seeing very many people. She insisted she had a message for him. I tried to encourage her as best I could to deliver the message to me and I would convey it. Absolutely not. It had to be given to Swami directly. And Swami just basically said at first that he wasn't going to see her. And I supported him because his time was very precious to him right then. And neither of us felt this would be worthwhile. But either immediately after, or perhaps it was the next day, (coughs) Swami changed his mind and told me he definitely wanted to see her and would I please arrange an appointment. He said... whenever I think that someone is foolish and has nothing to tell me, he said, Divine Mother always shows me that everybody has something to teach me. So he said, I was wrong. I want to meet with her. And in fact, she had some suggestions for him about certain things that would be beneficial to Ananda that were very good ideas. And afterwards, Swami did his best to implement them because she really had been a messenger and a teacher for him also in that respect. So it wasn't that Swami couldn't appropriately um, 
he, he had no pride in that sense. He talked about a time when he had gone to this uh, conference that was, there was, the conference was on starting communities. And there were a number of people, at that time there was what you would call the New Age speaking circuit. And there was a half dozen people who were celebrities in that world. And interestingly, Swami Kriyananda was never a celebrity in that world. When you see films or you see lists or you see histories, Kriyananda is rarely mentioned. You have all these other people, but Kriyananda is rarely mentioned. He just, he did not have, well, let me put it this way. He said it himself. I'm the kind of person who becomes well-known after I die because what he was doing is ahead of its time. It was not in tune with the vibration of, of the moment. It was in tune with where we were heading. And we're still not there. He's, more, he's better known now, but I, I also believe, of course, I won't live to see it, that his influence will grow as time goes on, as Master's Ray gains power in Dwapara Yuga. So Swami was at this conference, which was about starting communities, because this was in the 70s or early 80s, and communities were a big movement in the world and in the, in the country, in the USA. And all these speakers were there, and Swami got a little bit of attention, but, but much less than the other speakers. As it happened, he was the only one on the program who'd actually started a community and was running it successfully, but that somehow, that fact seemed to, somehow wasn't, didn't carry much weight. And at the end of the conference, Swamiji invited all the other uh, speakers to go out to dinner in the nearby town to a very nice restaurant. He, he was the host. He was footing the bill. He, was, he invited everyone. It was half a dozen people at the table. And he said it was so interesting because they all talked to each other about their common experience of speaking here and being there and their book contracts and their television interviews and this and that. And Swamiji said he was the host of the evening and they paid absolutely no attention to him. Just none, for reasons of their own. It doesn't matter. I don't think it was personal. I think he just wasn't on their wavelength. They all had this in common, and he wasn't part of it. But he said, far from feeling insulted or left out, he absolutely rejoiced in his, his own nothingness. What difference does it make? He had nothing to prove. He was who he was before his conscience in God, and what did it matter? Now that was one side of Swami's nature. The other side of it was he, he would not defer merely because people wanted him to. And there was one specific instance where the, um, one of the senior nuns in Self-Realization Fellowship when Swami was still a young monk there, although by that time he had some position in the organization, but he was a, a, a very clearly considered to be a junior, and this woman was very clearly considered to be his superior. There was no question in anyone's mind that that was the right relationship. As it happened, they were in India. They were, they, they were on a train. They were on their way into the station in Calcutta. Swami had been in India for a year, and these people had come from America, and he had arranged a big reception that there were all these people waiting on the train platform. And it was the Indian trains where they have open, open doorways, open windows. So it was possible to stand in the open doorway and lean out with a camera and take a picture. So Swamiji really wanted to get a picture of what he had arranged to use in the magazine and other things he wanted to do. And he was established in that ideal shot to take the picture coming into the station. And this older woman um, wanted to take a photograph in the same spot. And because her temperament 
was what it was, whatever it was. She didn't ask him to move aside. She just tried to push him aside. And Swami didn't look at her. He didn't say anything. This is a story as he told it to us later. He didn't look at her. He didn't say anything. He just planted his body and refused to move so much as an inch. And just very calmly continued to take his pictures. And she sat for some time and tried to get him to move aside. And he just wouldn't. He wasn't angry. But there was no reason in the world why he should respond to what she was trying to do. Even if she had asked, he might have deferred. But she, I mean, he might have um, declined. But, or he might have deferred, who knows. But the energy she was putting out, he wasn't going to respond to it. Later I said, sir, how could you do that? You know, she was your superior in the work. She had all this authority. The first thing Swami said is he said, I had position too. Meaning her assumption of authority was not necessarily valid. But then he gave the true answer. Very simply, just quietly without the least anger, no one treats me that way. And that was that. No one treats me that way. And it, it wasn't egoic. He had no need to be important. It was just inappropriate. You defer to wisdom, but you don't defer to ignorance. Just impersonally looking at it, if it had been any two people, it was not appropriate. And therefore, why should he go along with it? And that's what I saw in Swamiji. He just wouldn't go along with it if it wasn't appropriate. If somehow the, the request was unreasonable, again, he wouldn't fight, but nor would he give in. I remember once, well, he says it here, if people treat you condescendingly, what difference does it make? What difference does it make if people treat you condescendingly? They're really embarrassing themselves. They're not embarrassing you. Why do you pe pe treat people condescendingly? Because you're wanting to prove that you at least have it over this one. You know, you're better than this one. It's like, really? I mean, what will that get you? It just gets you nothing at all. As I say, it's just embarrassing to a person of sensitivity. And if someone wants to treat me condescendingly, like, really, what do I care? I watch Swamiji, and again, you have to ask yourself the question, what do I care? Why do I need their opinion? If they're ignorant enough to behave that way, why should I be ignorant enough to care? Just let them play it out and just stand quietly and strongly in whoever, whoever you are, in your own sense of yourself. It's, these are very good tests. These are very good um, opportunities to find out, you know, who am I really? And, and on what basis do I stand strong? Do I stand strong because everybody is supporting me? Or do I stand strong because I know who I am? I know that I'm doing my best. Even if I'm not doing very well, I'm doing the best I can do, and God is with me. I am a child of God. I don't need other people to stand around and tell me I'm wonderful, because if I do, in five minutes, somebody else is going to come and tell me I'm terrible. And that just leaves me like a leaf, just bouncing around on the, on the waves of, of life. And where does that carry us? It's fun when people don't respect you. I had a very humorous experience with my own mother. My parents were dimly aware of what I was doing, but not clearly. And they, they, for the most of the 
the year, the decades when our lives intersected before they passed from the planet, you know, they, they what would I say? They, they followed what Ananda was doing, but only a little. And there was never any point where they actually really understood it. And a mother always remains your mother, no matter what. But they knew that I had a certain position of leadership and so on, even at that time. And at one point I was trying to make a suggestion to my mother that I thought would be helpful to her. And she responded, basically, I know a lot of people at Ananda listen to you, but I'm not listening to you. You know, I don't, I don't see any reason why I should listen to you. And she didn't say it unkindly, but she said it emphatically. I don't see any reason why I should listen to you. And I think I probably shouldn't have been telling her what to do anyway. But instead of that upsetting me, it absolutely delighted me. I started laughing. I said, oh, mother, what a relaxing thing to think about. I said, I have a position of leadership and so many people take what I say so seriously. I said, what freedom to know that I'm going to be completely ignored. And I really did enjoy it after that. It was a habit of authority. But as far as my mother was concerned, I had none. So what difference did that make to me? She loved me. I loved her. What difference did it make? When Swamiji would, would be in a setting where people wanted what he had to give, I mean, he could be in a room of 50 people, and if people wanted what he had to give, he would take over the whole room. He would just be the energy that would be defining everything that would happen. But if he was in a room of people or at a dinner table where people didn't want what he had, he was just perfectly content to be silent. There was nothing in him that needed to be anything. He was there to serve. That's why when he went out to dinner with all those other famous people, he, there was nothing in him that needed. He was just there to serve. And if they wanted to enjoy each other's company and ignore him, well then, let them enjoy each other's company. Why not? He loved to tell a story of um, being at some program and, where there were speakers, but he was at a reception. And he started up a conversation with this woman, and at a certain point, um, she introduced herself, and then Swami told her who he was. He was Swami Kriyananda. And she said, but you're famous. And Swami said, well, perhaps, he said, but why the but? And then she said, well, because all the other people who I've met who are famous seem important. <laughs> She was just making it worse. Swami loved it. And he just, you know, shrugged. But later he said to us, what she meant, of course, is they mean self-important. That they, they seem self-important. He said, why bother? Famous today, scorn tomorrow. That's the spirit. If people treat you condescendingly, don't react. Be polite toward them, but reserved. Let them see that whatever their opinion of you they have your respect and goodwill, but not your deference. Never court anyone's good opinion. Defer to wisdom, but pay no attention to ignorance. I want to read that sentence. Never court anyone's good opinion. Don't try to get people to like you or think well of you. Never court anyone's good opinion. Defer to wisdom, but pay no attention to ignorance. Joy to you, my friends.
Our work is made possible by inspired listeners, so if you feel to support ASHA, you can make a one-time donation, or for unique members-only content, subscribe through Patreon. Blessings and thank you.